Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. Have you ever come across someone who looks totally put together on the outside, but you know is a hot mess inside? Or is that you? Able to pull it together for appearances sake, but never really feeling whole or connected inside? Well, I have definitely been that person before, and I'm not afraid to say that I know it could happen again. And that is why I'm really honored to be speaking with Tabitha Bird Weaver in this episode today. You know, I'm a huge fan of talk therapy, energy work, and body work, and especially chakra work. Well, Tabitha blends all of these incredible modalities for total holistic healthcare. Tabitha is a duly licensed psychotherapist and founder of Breathe Healing Arts Center right near my home in Newburgh, Oregon. Tabitha has earned memberships and awards, spoken nationally, lobbied for families and therapists in Washington, DC, and created several programs for the state of Oregon agencies. She has worked in the foster care system and in family and marriage counseling. She's trained to diagnose and treat mental health disorders, and also trained in multiple energetic healing methods, which you know I'm a huge fan of. Her passion is healing adults, helping them with trauma, particularly from childhood or narcissistic abuse. And we chat about the true definition of uh, narcissistic um, behavior or a diagnosis of being a narcissist. Um, it's definitely not what you think. And she also helps overwhelmed empaths and those experiencing codependency behaviors heal and move through the process to have a better, fuller, happier, more joyful life. And in this episode, you'll learn how to trauma manifests itself in your mind and body. You'll learn ways to heal those things. You'll get some tips on boundary setting, and you'll even get a guided meditation, which was a total surprise to me, which you can use in those moments when you're feeling frazzled and need to strengthen your boundaries. If you wanna learn more about Tabitha and her work and her many programs that she does, um, not only for uh, you as the person on the wellness journey, but also um, for other practitioners, she has a lot of different programs. The, sh the links will be in the show notes and I hope that you enjoy this as much as I did. So I am here with uh, my friend, Tabitha Bird Weaver, a local to colleague of mine here in Newburgh, Oregon. And we have been chatting and uh, laughing already. So you're probably going to get some giggles in this. Um, we were actually talking about uh, Tabitha's name and how <laughs> I felt, I asked her if it was actually a made up name and um, it's a combination of a maiden and married name, correct? Correct. Yeah. And I was like, how perfect is that for you? And uh, 
so she was coming up with some ideas of other last names for herself that would be even more perfect but uh tabitha bird weaver is a pretty awesome awesome name tabitha is a pretty awesome person um she owns breathe healing arts here in newburgh and uh, she herself is a holistic practitioner. And so Tabitha, thank you. And um, before we get started chatting about all the fun things we're going to chat about, uh, just give everybody a little bit of info about your background and what led you to where you're at right now. The short version. <laughs> the short version. All right, Amber, thank you so much for welcoming me here. Um, I think that fundamentally what people would benefit from knowing is I've studied a lot about my topic. I have a bachelor's degree in human development and I love that because it helps me understand our, our cycles, mm -hmm. what we're doing at each phase of life. And that's really important. And I have a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. And I love that one because it really helps me understand systems thinking. Like we're all part of a system. Mm -hmm. And if um, one of the most important things to know about that is that if you choose to make a change, your system is also going to change. It's just fundamental to it. And so thinking like that when we're working together is really helpful. It helps yeah. people take things at a pace that is appropriate for them and also not completely obliterate their family structure. Because as you may have noticed, some people don't like it when you change. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So after I graduated, I started my, my private or my practice, <clears throat> excuse me, working with kids in foster care and mm -hmm. the foster families that were with them. So um, it really just aligned with this experience I've had of helping people deal with their trauma mm -hmm. as well as their energy imbalances my entire life. Mm -hmm. My first mentor was at 16 where I learned muscle testing. That was a okay. life changer. Yeah. And so where I'm at now is um, really helping three different groups of people who have so much overlap. And sometimes it's the same person just expressed differently. Mm -hmm. For example, some of us know that we had childhood trauma. <clears throat> Maybe our parents were unkind or not nurturing or downright abusive or neglectful. Mm -hmm. So there are people who are just aware of that that happened to them. But I have to tell you, there's an epidemic in our country and I think worldwide of people who don't know that they are suffering from the effects of childhood trauma because when we grow up with it it just seems normal yeah it's just what we do mm -hmm. and and maybe it wasn't enough abuse or neglect to get you into foster care and so it gets minimized but those people who just have a, a little taste of trauma or maybe they don't know where they're at frequently identify as overwhelmed empaths Mm. as confused intuitives all those things we mm -hmm. don't want in those lines of work and experience right yeah and then the third group of people that seek me out um, usually have some form of um, lack of fulfillment in their life so they don't know what their mission is but they also are plagued with some kind of autoimmune disorder or mm -hmm. chronic pain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. those all go together yeah right yeah. and so my specialty is helping you understand what's going on with you when nobody else has been able to do that i'm usually mm -hmm. a last ditch effort for people mm, okay you know? and so they've been to the doctors about fibromyalgia and depression and nothing's getting better mm -hmm. <clears throat> or they've done all the energy work seminars and nothing's getting better yeah that is my specialty nice okay mm -hmm. thank you 
Yeah. So, uh, what, what made you want to make this your specialty? <laughs> well, I think nature and the universe, um, conspired in okay. that. I have always been a counseling type. Uh -huh. My gambling's telephone was called when it used to be on the wall. Remember those? Mm -hmm. uh, they called it Tabitha's hotline when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. It really sucks to help the guy you like through his girlfriend problems. Oh my God. <laughs> codependent, which is another branch of people I help. Right, so. Oh my gosh. Yes. I can actually say that I've had that experience as well. And brought so many memories back when you said that I was like, Oh my gosh, how many years did I go? And Mm -hmm. with doing that <laughs> I have not met an empath that doesn't have some type of story like that because we're lovers and we're givers yes. right yeah. I think really <laughs> what made this a passion of mine and kind of determined the path is that I am somebody who's recovering from childhood abuse and neglect mm -hmm. and so I understand I'm also a psychic empath yeah and uh, so I understand it mm -hmm. and it helps me me figure out how to work with people where they can relate mm -hmm. right without a lot of fancy words that kind of get into the heart of it yeah yeah I'm not sure I actually just answered your question you did yeah 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 <laughs> yes. I love that I know um especially when we're you know when we're so passionate about topics mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I do that myself like all of a sudden I'm just going on and on I'm like wait did I even address what you asked. Mm -hmm. I need to rein me in. Yeah. <laughs> no, you totally did. Um, so you yourself have, are an empath and mm -hmm. have experienced um, a lot of trauma and abuse in your, in your childhood and adolescence. So um, leading you to having this as the kind of your soapbox issue. Um, yep. Yeah. And, and that's, it's much, it's very much needed in society today. Because you're Absolutely. people push it down. Don't I, you know, don't identify that it's because of child. All these things yes. are because of their trauma. Um, so I know you, you do all kinds of different healing modalities. I didn't know that you started with, um, you said EFT is what you started with. Oh no. Muscle testing. Muscle testing was the first technique I learned. Yes. Do you still use that? I do. I okay. do muscle testing. Um, mostly I surrogate muscle test. I mean, I muscle test for clients, uh -huh. but if they want to have the experience and the sensation of their own muscles being used, we do it. That's cool. So, Very cool. Know, Amber, here I go off in the weeds. Um, <laughs> that I think that's a really good story to start out with because mm -hmm. a lot of people will identify that when I met my first mentor, Catherine Corwin, I didn't know that I had trauma. Mm, okay. I was 16, right? Yeah. And I feel so very fortunate that my mom is a hippie chick, a <laughs> little bit of a flower child, and she was not willing to put me on pills. Mm, mm -hmm. And so thank you, mom. I do yeah. have a lot of gratitude for that one. But by the time I was 16, I had several things going on. One, I um, had been tested for ulcers because I just had so much distress in my mm -hmm. upper GI, um, that's an indicator you're not okay. Yeah. Right? 16 year olds typically should not have ulcers. Yeah. I had mine at 10. So there you go. So you can, you, you feel that's, that's important to note, right? 
<laughs> and I, um, but the reason I went to see Catherine is that I didn't know it, but I was in full adrenal fit, adrenal fatigue at sixteen. At sixteen years old, yeah. absolutely. The next year, yeah. I caught mono, mm -hmm. and that's the gift that's kept on giving. Yes. <laughs> It lasts a lifetime, even after the incubation yeah. period and in, in the kissing disease part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that where I want to go right now is to relate that this experience with me having adrenal fatigue at 16, and I improved enough to continue to make my life look good on the outside, mm -hmm. because a lot of us are trained to do that. Yeah. Especially if our abusers or neglectors are smart and covert. Mm -hmm. Right. Everything looks good on the outside, but inside you're hollow or chaotic. Mm -hmm. That's the indicator. Um, there's a huge study that was created by uh, Kaiser Permanente, and I think they coupled with the Center for Disease Control that was tracking. It's called the ACEs study, and it tracked basically bad childhood experiences with later health issues in life, mm. and the correlation is astronomical like it's it can't be refuted there's huge correlation well it probably can't be refuted but not by people who read yeah. <laughs> my point is everything showed up on this test fibromyalgia um like this low grade can't figure out what's going on inflammation mm -hmm. and that's a huge indicator that you're in trauma response all the way to cardiac problems and diabetes mm -hmm. right when we hurt we really hurt globally our whole being experiences that. Yeah. So, kind of a downer, right? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. but that's that's true. And, and instead, in in our culture and with conventional medicine, you're just then pumped full of pills, <laughs> or told you're crazy, or told you're crazy, mm -hmm. or um, or nothing happens and you develop cancer, or You've done it. You know, yeah. Or uh huh. All kinds of all kinds of diseases that, like you said before, stem from this childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. Or it, it could be adult trauma too. For yeah. example, if you've been in domestic violence, right? But what what I'm talking about in particular is an up and coming diagnosis we're trying to create. Mm -hmm. But all of us who are working in the field are saying it and using it anyway, which yeah. is complex post traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And what it is is like not one event like a fire or something very dramatic like that, but an ongoing layering experience like you would get in childhood, mm -hmm. right? Where you don't really have power and you really can't leave. Yeah. Those things are true. So also if you've been in captivity, you might have complex stress um, issues. Yeah. The problem that is hopefully going to start being relieved is the misidentification of what the foundational issue is. Yeah, I have gone to so many doctors, and so the reason I've got my soapbox is that I don't want people to spend the same thirty-five years I spent trying to figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. So mm -hmm. you want, yeah, you want to get right to the heart of the matter. I do. Not just treat the symptoms of of it, which even people in your field um can do sometimes you know even talk not all talk therapy is the same 
and not all therapists are good at what they do. And that, yeah, exactly that. Right. And think about this, which is terrifying, but also a little bit hopeful. Yeah. If our estimations are right, that about 50% of our population has some form of low grade trauma they've not recovered from. Mm-hmm. Right? And a way to think about that is that not that we're zombies or something like that, but we're kind of like grown children. Mm. We're not really adults. Yeah. From a place of reactivity. Right. We may not lay on the floor and kick our feet anymore, but we have temper tantrums. Sometimes we do lay on the feet and kick our, or <laughs> lay on the floor and kick our feet, you know. Yeah. If half of us are like that, then half the therapists out there are like that. Half the doctors don't know they're grown wounded children. Half the attorneys, all of us. Does that wow. make sense? Right. Mind blown. I know. Yeah, that makes so much sense, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, who, who are the types, so beyond um, the, the childhood trauma or even adult trauma and, mm-hmm. um, and helping people through that, who do you generally tend to work with or gravitates towards your work? Right. So the people who come see me, typically um, I do work with men happily, but usually it's women. Mm-hmm. I think that we also have a whole other layer of societal trauma. Yeah. that kind of ups our distress. Yeah. Additionally, we are much more accepted in going to therapy than men, mm-hmm. right? So typically it's women. And I would say that on average, their age is 25 to 75. I know that's a huge range, yeah. Yeah. but 25 is where we really start waking up. Our brain is almost done growing, mm-hmm. if you can believe that. Yeah. You know, 27 years old is when brain development, like we think of it in kids, really stops. So that's fascinating. But around 25 years old, we've got more life experience outside of our family system, or we can compare our current relationship with others. Mm -hmm. Start taking note that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's not that just something feels wrong. Something's actually wrong. You can't progress the way you want to in life. Mm. Right? You feel stuck, no matter if good things are happening for you or not, or hollow is sometimes Mm. the way people describe it. But usually who comes to see me are people who are absolutely flooded in tests. And it mm-hmm. does not matter how much grounding technique they've learned, they can't sustain it. Yeah. Right? So you can get grounded for a minute, but then something happens, you're off again. Mm-hmm. And the reason that happens, and um, like my passion to working with and educating people about this is your body stores so much memory. All of it, really. Mm-hmm. We do have brain memory, but there's a lot of great studies talking about myofascial tissue and how it probably is what is storing our experience. Mm-hmm. And so with talk therapy, for example, you can understand in your mind that it's not your fault, all of those things. But if you yeah. don't get it out of your body, you'll still be stuck. Mm-hmm. So I work with people whose bodies hurt. And it could be anything from the things I was describing, like fibromyalgia, down to I just don't eat well. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough sleep. Those things definitely count. Um, <clears throat> I work with people who are trying to figure out who they are and why they can't feel happy. My dog. Mm. That was keeping me company. I hope that did you hear Oh, your the, dog? Yeah, did you hear the dog, dog tags <laughs> there? <laughs> I think I did. Oh, sorry. Something. <laughs> Sounded loud to me. <laughs> um, I work with people who want to move forward in life and feel good and like they're a whole real person. Mm, whole real person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cause I can definitely relate to having those feelings for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I didn't even know about the complex person or post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. um, until recently. And no therapist I'd ever gone to had I ever identified that in me <laughs> well, until recently. I have found yeah. one that's really awesome um, and doing my own research, but I was like, wow, I've been carrying this thing for a long time and not one professional has ever pointed it out to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, all, and they could have all been very bad at their jobs, or yeah. it could also be that this is a new way of thinking about this. Those of us who have worked first line of defense in trauma with kids know it's true. Mm-hmm. I've also worked with adult women, uh, like through community mental health agencies. Yeah. So uh, usually people who go to those agencies have like Medicaid and very, are very low resource clients. Yeah. So they don't always have rent or food. That is a lot of stress on top of trauma. Yeah. So there's a spectrum. I think this is where I wanted to head. There's a spectrum. And the way I've been describing it now are most of us who are on the upper end of the spectrum, meaning we're functional, mm-hmm. right? We, we can sustain and move forward in life, even if it doesn't feel like that's happening. Yeah. Or we at least make the appearance that it's happening. So yeah. our life looks good from the outside, <laughs> you know? Those, that's high functioning. We're managing. On the lower end of the spectrum are personality disorders. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little bit hard to own that I was maybe on a spectrum there at one point, you know, that because personality disorders are remarkably difficult to work with, Mm -hmm. both for therapists and the client. Yeah. These people have so much distress. Mm -hmm. So on that far end of the spectrum, we've got narcissistic personality disorder, which is rare. Mm. These disorders are rare. And I think that's one thing I'd like to educate people about. Yeah, please. You can have a narcissistic person in your life uh-huh. right or an egocentric selfish person in your life it doesn't mean they're a narcissist and uh-huh. that sense. yeah that's so thrown around all the time now yes and so <laughs> even if they're narcissistic or egocentric you don't have to stay and tolerate that mm-hmm. you know yeah. the people who are really disordered are very ill and um most most of them are actively attempting to hurt in order to get satisfaction for themselves, mm. right? On the other end of that spectrum with the narcissist or borderline personality disorders, mm-hmm. that is a very stigmatized, it's like narcissists, right? For different reasons, stigmatized yeah. people who cannot regulate their emotion. Mm. They just can't. And so they, this group of people on the far end of the spectrum has re- have really been dismissed yeah. by mental health professional by everybody. Hey listeners, I'm just dropping in for a moment to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Women Conquer Business, with one of my favorite hosts, Jen McFarlane. Part of holistic healthcare for me is taking time to nurture my business because like most business owners, my business is a part of me. One of the ways I do that is by listening to podcasts from other heart-centered entrepreneurs like Jen. She has a contagious can-do attitude and her podcast, Women Conquer Business, is filled with heart, strategy, and tons of inspiration. Women Conquer Business is available on all major podcasting networks and you can learn more about Jen at jenmcfarland.com. Now back to our show. I remember once I was doing, um, it's creating a DBT program, which is the program people use to treat borderline personality disorder here in Yankee County for the mental health agency there. And um, a doctor I know saw the book I was reading, picked it up, 
and literally went through it, you know, the flip of the page. Oh, so yeah. Pan out. yeah. Great sound effect on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he just flipped through it with really no presence of mind and tossed the book down and said they can't be helped. And that oh. is not an unusual yeah. reaction, right? Because they really have, we have a hard time helping them. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that there's something going on. So these people show up and try and self-medicate with pills they get at hospitals. Mm-hmm. They have suicide attempts. Very dramatic. Yeah. Right. And so you think about all of the horrible ways you would have to feel to do those things. And then just kind of notch it up a little bit. That's where empaths are. Mm. You still feel that bad. And even if we're not actively suicidal, sometimes empaths feel overwhelmed or flooded or like, I just need to stop. Mm-hmm. You know? So back to one of your questions. One of the things that I really help people do is figure out how to get boundaries. Boundaries. Okay. Right. And boundaries are absolutely the thing that is violated in this kind of trauma. Yeah. Right. Definitely. So what are some of the, yeah. Do you have some, um, just some like, I don't know, it wouldn't really be quick, but some tips on boundaries, I guess. Sure. I do. I have a ton of tips. on. I bet you have a ton. Let's just, (laughs) let's just, uh, touch on a couple of them. (laughs) I think maybe doing like a two minute guided meditation might help. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I told you just to wing it. Look You're at you. Good. <laughs> I can zig when I need to zag. <laughs> yeah. Let's, okay. Yeah, I'll participate. Right. Let's do this. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> really what we want to do is first of all, pay attention to your feet. Okay. Because one of the boundaries that we ignore, if we are overwhelmed with password, trauma, sufferers, survivors, is the fact that you have a body and that body is yours. You get to decide what happens to your body, with your body, in your body, about your body, around your body. That is all your space. So as you're feeling your feet, become aware that there's a magnetic pull between you and the planet. You might feel a buzz. If you're a visual person, you might see roots coming down out of your feet. But no matter what, Earth. And if this is hard for you right now, get some support because this grounding is natural and easy. So if it's difficult, you learn that it's not safe to be here on the planet. Pull that energy up into your body and recognize that as it comes all the way up through you, it starts to fill your aura. And we're going to work from the inside out. Sometimes we work from the outside in. Right now we're going inside out. So in the center of you, and find it in your body. There's a place that knows what is good for you and what you should accept. Here's some examples. Love. Encouragement. Support. Nurturing. And you can make it more physical. You deserve nutritious food. You deserve for your body to feel healthful. Tied. Bring your awareness to just outside of your body. Right there in that field is where we 
sort what we're going to allow in or not allow into our being. There are some things here that you will absolutely unequivocally reject every single time they come to you. And that would be things like abuse, neglect, coercion, things that are harmful. But also in this field, there may be multi-mixed packages. So some things in it might hurt, but some things are some of the things that are worth keeping are confidence, admiration, constructive criticism. Just one more time, tune into your body and find that place for you where you have a natural supporter of information. For most of us, it's going to either be in your second or third chakra. So right below your navel or somewhere in your mid-torso. Bring your attention to the outside of your field. We're going to give you an early detection system for when abuse, neglect, rudeness, other things that you just don't need in your life are coming to you. When you start to become aware of them, instantly your field is going to either pull up or shield up into a diamond reflective shield. It just bounces that right back. We're going to return to sender with rainbow. Those diamonds are refractive. So think of a situation in your life where you frequently feel distressed about a person or a place. Envision that shield and notice what happens in your body. And when you're ready, we will come back to this place now and continue our conversation. Cool. Thank you. Summarize that. You don't need to take shit from anybody. You just don't. Yeah. And some of us have been trained to take it. Yeah. 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 Right? Definitely. And more women. I now I see why. Yeah, women. We tend to be trained to do that right from the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That was awesome. Thank you so much. I should have put a disclaimer at the beginning that if you're listening to this while driving, <laughs> <laughs> that's what editing is for. You'll be just fine. <laughs> this next part. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, yeah, I hope that you, those of you listening, um, you know, will keep this episode on your playlist or however that works. And um, this is a meditation you can do on on your own often. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a that was a major bonus that I had no idea was coming. <laughs> once, if you do do the meditation, once you get that sensation in your body of what you want to feel, mm-hmm. you can do this with your eyes open on the fly. Okay. Right. You just be like, ooh, there's that feeling, no thanks. Yeah. Right. It can be that easy. Because yeah. that's how your subconscious is programmed right now to accept junk from other people. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you don't want that? Let me take it. Right. That's what I'm here to do is to make you comfortable so I can be comfortable. That is codependency. Yes. That is overwhelmed impact. That is childhood trauma. That's domestic violence. Yes. I'm glad you can see me because my hands are going wild right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No. Yeah. Right. Those of us that have these things we're so passionate about, we're definitely, and uh, our hands-on people. Yeah. yeah. I often wish that sometimes I did keep the video recording so we can show people how animated we get. Right. Um, <laughs> and how bad my hair can look in the morning. <laughs> Thanks yes. for taking me as I am, Amber. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, so I would like to dive in just a little bit. We have a little bit more time left on um, let's, I want to have you talk a little bit more about you, the, um, the patient, the receiver. What are some, what are the things that you have done or have been done to you to help, help you heal from your own stuff? Mm -hmm. That is a really great question. Um, Typically, well, I'll start with what happens for my client because I think it is, um, it naturally happens. It's not a script that I have. They just yeah. flow this way, right? So I feel like there's this natural unfoldment that happens. Mm -hmm. One of the most important things I can say to anybody listening is if you are interested in coaching, consulting, counseling, therapy with somebody, it's absolutely unequivocally important that you're safe. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you won't have feelings that go back and forth between you with the therapist but, or somebody who's working with you, but they really need to understand and be able to give unconditional positive regard, which mm -hmm. means I can disagree with you and I'm still respectful to you and realize you have value. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right? Seems simple, but it's actually kind of complicated to find. Yeah. So my, my first layer of advice is introduce several people. Okay. And do that, especially if you feel a really deep connection in the first 30 seconds with the person you're talking to, because that is one of our red flags that we're going into reactivity. Oh. Overconnect. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, when I have a client who's like, I just love you and I don't need to know anything else about you before I'm ready to sign up, I'm like, that's not how we're doing this. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's too much resonance because I have trauma. I know the resonance and they feel it. In me. Mm. And so it, it could be the perfect indicator, but it also could mean that you're entering into a codependent relationship with your coach or therapist. Ah, okay. So just be mindful as you're screening, right? After you find somebody that you work with, what typically happens in my office is people come in, we'll spend one to two sessions where they are just unloading. Mm -hmm. Just kind of this psychic, vomit that happens and it's completely appropriate mm -hmm. completely appropriate even if you've done it before with another person it's appropriate and so during that time i'm just sorting and listening right mm -hmm. um the things that i want to pay attention to but what they end up feeling after that first unload is like um the sense of calm that i can start now mm. and so even if you don't want to tell your story it's important to tell your story mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be graphic. You can be brief as you need, but it needs to come up and out. And yeah. typically, eventually, at some point, we are going to use some form of energy psychology treatment along with talk therapy, and we are going to do a lot of inner child work, even if it's something that's happening in your adult life. Mm -hmm. Right. One of the things I'm really loving, Amber, about being a therapist in this time frame is that neurobiology right? Um, all of the new magnetic and other types of resonance imaging that we can do, we're really understanding ourselves from a different perspective. So all of these modalities we've used like EFT, chakras, TAT, tons of different 
techniques. They work. We've known they work, but now we're starting to know why they work. Mm-hmm. So I would absolutely encourage whoever's listening to this to find somebody who understands energy psychology okay. or uh, some type of energy modality, right? Yeah. Energy worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm also enjoying the fact that we therapists have been saying forever, oh no, it's about you and your mom. And it turns out it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> or dad, it could be dad. Uh-huh. You know, but the, that really actually that low nurturance that we didn't get in childhood or in our in intimate relationship is the problem. Mm. Yeah. So um, depending on your level of work that you've already done mm-hmm. and the level of skill in your clinician and your ability and willingness to proceed, you can move through this pretty fast. Yeah. Most people have a two to three year track. Okay. It's deep. It's really deep. And yeah. think about it. If you made all these decisions about how life is, who you are, what works, what doesn't work, and how to stay safe when you're under the age of five, yeah, those are still the tools you're using subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So we've yeah. got a bunch of five to seven-year-olds walking around ruling the planet. <laughs> oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that right there. Right. So my point is after five or seven, because that's when the input from our parents or caregivers happens. After Mm -hmm. that, we're really starting to make our own decisions and reinforce that. And so you have reinforced your perception way more than your parents have, Mm -hmm. your caregivers, even though they're the ones that installed it. Mm. You have to kind of unwind that. Yeah. Okay. And last tip is... If your therapist or coach does not require you to do body work, then you should require you to do body work. And right, because not all therapists are on board with this yet. But really, one of my um, people that I love to follow and admire so much, his work is Bessel van der Kolk. Um, He has written a lot of books. Um, The Body Doesn't Lie is a great one. He, when he works with people, he requires them to do some form of energetic body work. So Qigong, Tai Chi. I now, my favorite is, you know, Amber is Melt Method. Oh, yeah. That has healed me so much, even just in the last five years. Oh, my gosh. That's great to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it before. I need to definitely try it. Um, yes. <laughs> Massages. Uh-huh. And Reiki, things like that do count, mm-hmm. but they're not the same thing as you mm-hmm. doing work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Um, chakra dance. Bingo. Well, I did it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If anyone wants to know about chakra dance, do you have information about that on your website? I do. Okay. You can also just go to chakradance.com, all one word, of course. Yeah. Um, would you like me to talk about that? Um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about energetic body work and stuff you do for yourself. Yeah, let's touch on chakra dance because that's something we have not talked about on this podcast. Well, <laughs> I'm glad to talk about it. Um, I really think, you know, we all go through different phases and stages of our healing. Yeah. And so for my last spiral around this healing process, um, chakra dance was fundamental to kicking that off. And so I can say very lovingly in one sentence that it saved or ruined my life all at the same time (laughs) (laughs) because nothing uh is the same yeah right so um 
everything changed. Wow. And, and how that works, how chakra dance works is we guide you through some music that is created to to trigger and to interact with your chakras. And so mm -hmm. all the chakra pieces sound different with some guided imagery. And you just stand there and dance or move. Most people end up in kind of a swaying with some arm movements, things that happen. But we've got some travelers who spin <laughs> and jump. The point is the music and the guided imagery helps take you in deeper. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of studies around brainwave work and how talking actually interrupts a lot of our brainwave feelings, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And so there's no talking. You don't do talking mm -hmm. um, in chakra dance. You just go through the experience you have, keep track of it. Then we do some mandala work and close with love. Chakra yeah. dance helps us dig in to pieces of ourselves that our subconscious will give us these images and feelings. Mm -hmm. oh, it's a pretty beautiful form. Yeah. Of healing. Yeah. Well, and because then you have the moving your body aspect of mm -hmm. it. And like you said, the inner work and the outer work. Um, yeah. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool modality. Um, you so knocked yeah. it out. I did. I did it. I got to do it once. And I am so looking forward to when I actually have some more time in my schedule when it corresponds to you, to when you're holding the classes, because it was cool. It mm -hmm. was one of because I love, first of all, I love to dance. I mean, that's just an, ex I love to express myself in that way and to combine it with almost like a meditation. And then I'm, you know, the chakras, I mean, come on, like anything that has to do with the chakras I'm, I'm into. So um yeah I loved it and I I would definitely like to someday make it kind of a regular thing at least once a month um mm -hmm. it's, it's just an amazing an amazing modality um okay so we just have we just have a little bit of time left um mm -hmm. but I just want you so you do traditional ish talk therapy <laughs> but you also do um yeah, list off some of the modalities besides chakra dance and talk therapy. Okay. Um, you still no practice problem. with your clients? You bet. Um, I Well, first of all, I've been doing this so long that I'm a mishmash of modalities, uh -huh. you know, so yes. sometimes it's a little bit of that and a little bit of this. Uh-huh. And that's always fun. Um, overall, I am a diplomat with the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology. And oh. so... I know it sounds serious, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> we really like to laugh a lot. So um, I've been part of this group for over a decade, and they're really some of the people who pushed the research and validation of EFT, mm -hmm. you know, emotional freedom technique, which is mm -hmm. tapping, as people know it today. I do tapping, but it's not my primary approach okay. because um, I'm more the type that does what you need in a minute. Okay. And yeah. so sometimes it's tapping and sometimes it's chakra work. I am definitely a chakra connoisseur. Mm -hmm. I work with those um, sometimes exclusively because we get so much power from them, right? Mm -hmm. And so much energy flow from them. So if I, okay, theta healing is also one that I really, really enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, tapas acupressure technique. What is that? Tapas acupressure technique. It's okay. She, okay. um, Fleming, it is not going to come out of my mouth. The, the creator of this, I know it happens sometimes. Doesn't, I see you giggling on the screen. <laughs> I'm giggling because I'm like, yeah, this is a moment I've had. Times. I think there was one episode not very long ago. I, I couldn't, uh, 
I couldn't pronounce or even say sometimes opioid and it kept coming out so weird. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> but anyway, go on. <laughs> it's in the energy of opioids to come out weird, Amber. <laughs> exactly. She, she also did a study with um, Kaiser Permanente. And so it's a great technique. Fundamentally though, chakra bridging, chakra healing, chakra clearing is really where I do a lot of my work. Mm -hmm. And then there is a huge component of inner child work. Mm -hmm. Um, and the system I use is from internal family systems. It's a marriage and family setup system. Okay. It gives you a way of thinking about inner children and inner managers. We use that as a gateway in, and I can't tell you how many soul retrievals we have done through inner child work. That's primarily what it is, really, is reintegrating mm -hmm. ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm a time traveler. I have been to lots of different lives with lots of different people. Mm -hmm. pieces and fragments stuff and bring them back so I don't think I gave you a real good list of modalities no, it's good. yeah it's a good mm -hmm. yeah I mean because you're treating you're treating your I mean that's the definition of holistic everything that you just mentioned mm -hmm. um, you're treating every system of our being um, which is the true path to healing and wellness I believe mm -hmm. um, so can people work with you long distance if they're not in Newburgh? Oh, sure. Yes, I do phone and online appointments. Okay. Um, the caveat there is it's not therapy, like not reimbursable by insurance unless you're in the state of Oregon with me at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's just consulting. Mm. And I consult a lot with people. I think the bottom, the last, um, if we want to get extreme again, you know, we were talking about that spectrum. Yeah. So don't be scared, but sometimes people who are suffering with these things actually have quite a bit of demonic or supernatural infection type experiences that mm. are happening. So I am a clearer of that too. Oh, okay. Property people. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting skill to learn throughout my career, but mm -hmm. it's much it's needed. Important to note. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. There, yeah, there's so so much beyond what we see right here on this planet in this life. Um, I totally believe in that stuff. And I think a lot of our listeners probably do too. So, um, so it's a great to note that that's awesome that you do that. Um, yeah. Well, I think the services you provide are just amazing for people. I love that you have come back to, because I do know at a time you were thinking maybe the trauma work, um, wasn't what you wanted your focus to be and then you came right back to it and I had no choice Amber <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and um but I also know and I just actually found this out and I'll just say this as one of the last um little things I just found out about you today before we okay this was that you um started a women in spiritual excellence program it's an apprenticeship yes. program for um empaths and intuitive healers um mm -hmm. And I had no idea you did that as well. So I'll put some information about that in the show notes. Um, you said that it's a um, monthly online class and it starts up again in January. There are two different things that you're mixing right now. Thank oh, you okay. for loving that about me. Um, it can be online, but the wise group is really, um, it's more local and it's, oh, okay. it's really about how it can be online. I might think about that. You've got my brain working. Yeah. Now. I was like, maybe um, I'll give you an idea. <laughs> it is a good idea. Um, it's really to help you hone your own self and your skills. 
Mm. I think for a more general base, I run a um, online monthly teaching session where I teach for a half hour to 45 minutes and then we have about an hour and a little bit for questions and answers. Okay. It's called Karmic Alchemy. Okay. That's the karmic alchemy that I see. It is. Yeah. And it's the first Monday of the month at noon. Okay. And that one is online. That one is online. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, you're such a complex woman and practitioner, Tabitha. I'm getting it all confused. <laughs> you have no idea, Amber. <laughs> I have to take breaks for myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And the, you know, the first step is self awareness. That's right. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for being here. Do you have any last words before we sign off? I do. The first is. You're loved. The second is, if any of this resonates with you, don't wait another minute to get help. Your life is going to be better than you can believe if you start getting a handle on these things. And I would like to point people to a free website, not mine, um, that is for people recovering from childhood abuse. Um, It is called SF. Help, I'll send you a link to.org, sfhelp.org. It's a free online course. I just want to put the caveat out there that I don't think it's organized all that well, but the man who created it has died. Okay. <laughs> it was like his last giving yeah. to the planet. And the content that is in there opened my eyes even when I was a therapist mm. and had been in private practice for 15 years it opened my eyes to my own suffering. So if you can't afford anything else, go there and do that. Thank you. And I'll put the link to that uh, website in the show notes for people to find. Thank you so much. Wonderful parting words. It's going to actually help me in my day as well. Um, So yes, thank you again. I'm sure that I'll have you on in the future. Take care. Okay, Amber, thank you. You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E.com, or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others please email us at info at with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.